Brian, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thank hey, you. Everyone. Now, Ryan, you and I have talked on this about a hundred times. You were the very first episode we ever did. And uh, you were there that night where you possibly saved my life. So introduce yourself and why are you on this podcast and what are you all about, sir? Sure. Happy to do so. My name is Andrew Weinstein. I've lived in Nosara for five years now with my family, two kids at Del Mar and my wife, Christina, and two large and rowdy Rhodesian Ridgebacks. And we fell in love with this place. Actually, while on the first foreign trip I took with my wife 16 years ago, and when we were thinking of moving abroad, this was at the top of our list and came back here and bought a place and love it here. I got involved. I've known Ryan, like everyone here, because he's helped me out a bunch of times with issues we've had in our house. And a couple months ago, when the Bomberos ran into a little funding issue, he and I sat down and started talking about ways to try and change the way they're funded so that they wouldn't run into those kind of issues again in future. And and that's what we're here to talk about. But I've been helping him and the team there um, do some outreach to the community and try and transition from the old model of donations when people thought of them and were able to make them to a more regular monthly revenue from as many members of the community as can afford it. Ryan, before we get into the details of that, just a quick check in on you. Are you feeling good about things right now with momentum? Are you in a, a scary times? Because you and I generally can just look at each other when we pass by and get a read on things. And I haven't seen you in a minute. So just before we get into the details, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm just super busy. Really like the momentum that's going. And Andrew, gosh, absolutely amazing and really helping us tremendously in this effort. The idea is to try and change the mentality of what people think of who we are from a nonprofit to an essential service. Because at the end of the day, we're, we are physically a nonprofit, but we're also an essential service to the town. And gotcha. when you it like that it changes the changes the gravity of what we're doing here because as far as the nonprofits go which there are many amazing ones here don't fit in the same categories as a lot of them because hey, let's the, pause there on your essential service just iron on the word it says it all that really is true i think that's a great way of describing it because like you said like the office i'm in right now who even knows how many people walk through every day looking for money historically and every, every cause is good but there's a difference between essential and doing good so let's just get right to it what are you guys up to now? We're going through a couple different processes. One is going to be going towards the homeowners. One is going to be focused on the businesses. And then one is going to be focused on people that can generally just help. So right now we've started the process with the homeowners and we're starting the process to the businesses. And really, I'd like to let Andrew speak more about these things directly involved in the majority of it. And he's been spearheading a lot of it too. So I'd yeah. like to First off, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> thank um, you, of course, as always, but Andrew, spearheading, bomberos, financing, none of those are fun things to do. So thanks to you. Thank you, you very know, much. And I, and I apologize to any of your viewers I've already harassed about signing up because I apologize in advance to all the ones I haven't because if you haven't heard from me, you probably will. The thumbnail of this effort is rather than letting the bomberos or rather than trying to fund them on occasional donations that are haphazard and sporadic and they happen when they happen, making sure that there's a monthly revenue supply that ensures that the essential services that Ryan was talking about are fully funded and that we don't ever run a risk of them running out of money. And we want to do that as equitably as possible, meaning that we don't necessarily want to try and soak any individual in the community for a huge amount of money or a small group. We want to try and spread that across people in the community who can afford to help fund those services. And the centerpiece of that is a new emergency services fee, which we're asking homeowners and long-term renters who can afford it to pay $60 a month 
to support the Bombero services. And I'll pause there for one second, because I think it's really important, particularly for people who haven't been here a while and don't know what those services are and might think, was that just fire support? Or is that, I guess they do floods. What do they actually do? I'll say it really quickly, but I think it's a critical to know that the Bomberos are pretty much the emergency responders, the first responders in almost every situation that people face, whether it's a natural disaster like a flood or brush fires or an earthquake where they're the teams on the street saving people and rescuing property and lives, whether it's fires or brush fires that jeopardize property and lives, whether it's a middle of the night medical emergency where you're trying to figure out who do I call because I'm worried that someone's life is at risk right now, call the Bomberos. They'll be there fast and be able to help triage and get doctors there as needed to help deal with that medical trauma or situation. Traffic accidents. And most and equally important, and in fact, one of the biggest things they do right now is the lifeguard service, which was only launched a couple of years ago, but has already dramatically impacted the safety of our beaches and reduced the number of lives lost on our beaches each year. Statistically, these are people walking the streets today because the Bomberos lifeguards are on the beach protecting them. Those plus services that a lot of us homeowners know about and folks know about, ranging from snakes to bees to crocodiles in the pool, all these animal issues on your property, it's an incredibly broad set of things that they're dealing with every single day. And as our community has grown, so has the amount of work they've needed to do. So they are having fielding five times the number of emergency calls as they were taking just in 2019, three years ago. And that number is going to keep going up. So it's not, the, and the lifeguard program alone, um, with two fully staffed stations now on Palada and Guionis, and a new one that's hopefully going to open next year in North Guionis, are also, there's a cost associated with those. And it's a cost we as a community should bear. So- we're reaching out to homeowners. If you haven't signed up yet, the easiest way to do it is simply to go to fundthebomberos.com and you can sign up there in two minutes and you'll be taken care of and your emergency services fee will be paid each month without a worry. If you use a property manager or a rental property manager, you can let them know every single one of the property managers in town is working with us now and they would be happy to add that to your invoices and the expenses for your home. As we go into high season, it's less than a night's rent for most of the places in Guiones right now. And it'll take care of that entire year for you. So there's a lot of ways to do this. And if you can't afford it, or if you want to, or even better, if you want to donate more, go to the Bomberos main website at bomberosdenosara.org, O-R-G, and click on the Donate Now link, and, you, and they can make a donation there of any amount monthly that makes sense. But the critical part is monthly, because we want to make sure that revenue is there year in, year out, so we don't have to risk losing those services. Let's just say I disagree with one part of what you just said. Why should I still donate anyway? There are two reasons, and I think they're tied together. If you love the community, you support it. You want these broad range of services provided to the community. They save lives. They save both people's lives and animals' lives, and they keep make our community safer and more livable. And I, in fact, I think a lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable living in Nosara, except that we have this 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week emergency response available to members of the community. So by taking part in this, you make sure those services aren't just ones that go to the wealthier members of our community who can afford it. They also go to the entire town and all of the, the towns and villages around here, the neighborhoods, like everybody gets access to those services if we share this cost across the, across the community of people who can afford it. So if you don't think one of them is important, else that, that service, whether it's a lifeguard, maybe you don't spend much time down here, I don't need lifeguards. But those lifeguards are saving lives of people in your community for almost no cost compared to the lives that are saved. So it's a really valuable broad service of community. And second, there's a selfish reason, which is no matter how much we think we are in control of our own destiny, this happened, disasters happen, crises happen. 
And when you are down here or your relative is down here or your renter is down here in that house and something tragic happens, whether it's a heart attack in the middle of the night or a traffic accident on the way home from dinner or, any, or for that matter, a brush fire or a flood or a snake in the house, the bomberos are going to be there to make sure that person is taken care of and protected. And if they need medical care, that they reach the place they need to get it to, and uh, alive to receive it. So community best spirit and selfish reasons, you put those together and it makes, I think, a pretty compelling reason for everybody to sign up. In response to what Andrew just said, which is 100% correct, you know, what happens is when people don't like something, I'll say like bees, for example, because that's one thing that comes up. Okay, so if you've ever had a swarm of killer bees come through your house, guess what? That is absolutely a life-threatening emergency. So if you don't agree with that one, but then again, you're on the side of the road with a traffic accident, guess what? One outweighs the other. So if you don't like one thing, but the other six things are awesome, it shouldn't take you away from wanting to donate to us because you disagree with one of the six or 10 different things that we do. So we're not providing one service. We're providing a multitude of services that go over about four different agencies that the government would provide. We just, if you don't like one or even three out of the 10 things that we do, it still shouldn't justify you not donating to us because it still goes to those different entities that we do. I think that it's very important for people to understand that because yeah, you may not agree with one of the things we do, but we have to provide those things because the town needs it. It's a service that when people call us, they're in fear of their life because they, they have an emergency and they need help. And it's not my job to decide what emergency is emergency. If somebody feels like they're in an emergency, it's our job to go and help them. That's the true reason why we do such a large spectrum of different emergencies. You don't have to like them all. At a buffet, you don't have to eat every single thing or enjoy it. So exactly. when you're raising funding around here, if you're trying to win people from the spectrum of it's all good, it's better to walk into it. Better, fine, you don't like that one, but the other one's just as important or exactly. it's not more. And when you need it, it's extremely important. In your case, life-threatening. So guys, can you elaborate, walk us through some of the mechanics? Andrew, it sounds like you're the man behind that. So explain to us how you're going to solve all of our problems. Oh man. <laughs> I'm all joking, obviously. Raising capital in Osara is a competitive business. There's a, there's somebody actually, looking for money at all times. But it's actually, it's interesting you say that because one thing that occurred to me early on here, and I think is a really powerful reason for people to get in behind this is this is a problem we can solve. There's a lot of problems there that are going to be, that we have that are probably longer term, bigger money, more complicated. How do we pick septic systems into the ocean and monkey electrocutions and a hundred other things that are out there. This is one that we literally can unlock. If we get 300 homeowners signed up for the $60 a month fee, or at least an average of that, I'm happy to share the budget. The Bomberos need I mean, more than that on a monthly basis to keep operating, but it gets us into the right ballpark. And then it gets us closer to the probably 30 or 35 they need each month to really run the full set of suite of services. So call 300 homeowners and then another 100 businesses coming in at a slightly higher level than that, depending on what they can afford and how big they are, plus a few major donors who want to help out. And then we can shift our attention to those other problems because the Bomberos will be funded. And we can continue to look at some of the bigger things we want to do with the Bomberos, a new station and things like that. But it means that they are not a problem in terms of financing them that we have to keep on that list. We can cross it off and move down the net list to the next one that we want to tackle. That's refreshing to hear. And again, thank you both for saying so. What else should we cover while we have this platform? Like what else is out there? Do you have any frequently asked questions or statements or anything that people yeah. are saying to you that you want to get out there? 
Yeah, I think one thing that's literally so, two things are super important for people to know. One is that the Bomberos have expanded their services to meet the needs of the community, and that's why their costs have gone up. And they're continuing to do that. And there's two things, actually, I'll put three things on the list coming up in the next year that I think are super interesting to people when I've talked to them. One is, as I mentioned, the new lifeguard station in North Guionis. It means that Guionis will have two major lifeguard stations on it staffed, and there'll be one in Pilata, which really helped increase the coverage along those beaches and save more lives. A second one is the, and I think I can mention that the Bomberos are talking to SINAC now about being able to enforce some of the, uh, the regulations in the refuge, particularly those related to safety. So not nickel and diming smaller issues, but making sure that when there's issues like dangerous dogs on the beach, which a lot of people have brought to my attention as a major problem, that those are the types of things they'll be able to actually take, their lifeguards will be able to take an active role in. And then third, and I think probably most compelling to a lot of people here is the gap in coverage that we've had for medical emergencies in the middle of the night. Not that we don't have local doctors, but if you had a medical emergency that required you to be in a hospital, our medevac capabilities when the sun went down haven't existed. So as a parent and as a person who's my 75-year-old mother visits and I have heart disease, and it's been my like deep fear of what if something happens at 2 a.m., how do we get to San Jose or a major hospital as fast as possible? And Ryan has now been certified by the Federal Aviation Administration in the U.S., which also is accepted here, to bring in helicopter medevacs at night. So that is not done yet. They're working on the final negotiations with the company that will be operating those uh, helicopters. But hopefully in the near future, that nighttime panic that people have that what if something happens, what if my worst case scenario unfolds when it's dark outside, We'll be able to get people, they'll be able, Ryan will be able to help bring a helicopter in to get them to SEMA in 40 minutes from when it lands. Wow. I think the most important for me would be to get out that our application. We have an application called Bomberos Nosara that's on Play Store and iTunes. And I know, especially with the Extern Harrow community, it's difficult to try and call and, and explain where you're at in Spanish. So with this application, you just press a button and then it gives us your exact location on where you're at. So we can come directly to you. Um, and also for the fun side, you can see all of our emergencies in our log of emergencies that are on there as well. So there's a public, what we do, you can actually see publicly. So with that, I would say, gosh, if you don't have the app, you should have it. Put your personal information in it so we can have that. And when, we, when you have an emergency, we get the notification with your exact location, as you call it. So that's Honestly, I think the biggest point to, to emphasize to the public out here, because you don't have to say a word, you just press a button and you hit your little click and then we come to you. I'm just laughing. Remember when we met, we didn't have cell phones here and you had to wait in line to even get a phone line. You couldn't get, the, right. I mean, we did get cell phones. You had to go to some little spot at just a couple of intersections. And now you're sitting here, you and I are Zooming. We're not even together right now. And you're telling me there's an app that can come find you and solve the especially the vacationers, you nailed it. That's what we get all the time. It's, I can't reach my phone's not working. I don't even know where I'm at. You're telling me you have a solution for that? Is that what you're saying, Ryan Bombard? It's an easy one too. And it's free, it's accessible. And man, you just press a button and we'll find you. For me, I think it's important that somebody else talks about these things too. I think people are tired of hearing me say the same stuff over and over. So I think that having a person of the community step in and help us the way he is, the way Andrew is, I think that's the key right now too, because... That's just it. People are just tired of me selling them the same stuff over and over. And then guess what? They call me at four in the morning and we have to go there and, and do, you know, some stuff. For them. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, we really do need you. You weren't just making that stuff up. I'm like, I know. But... Andrew, do you have anything you read there? 
Yeah, no, I was just going to throw one other thing, which is also resonated when I talk to people, is that rather than seeing this as a, a nonprofit or a kind of discretionary charity, not the discretionary doing great work, of course, but a discretionary charity, if you see them as this almost as an insurance payment that you make, we pay a ton of money for car insurance. If there's an accident, these are the guys who are going to pull you from the wreck and make sure you get to the hospital alive. We pay a ton of money for home insurance. These are the guys who make sure that your house is actually standing so that you don't have to pay to rebuild it after there's a thrush fire and a fire in a neighborhood, or even health insurance where at least folks from outside Costa Rica are paying a lot of money, I mean, even inside Costa Rica are paying a lot of money for extra health insurance. And they're not the ones that that health insurance is not going to cover the people who save your life in the middle of the night. It's going to be these guys and they're going to be helping get, get you to the hospital so that a doctor covered by your insurance will be able to take over. So in any case, when you look at, at that, those other expenses compared to this $60 a month, you're suddenly like, wow, that's a pretty amazing deal to get everything I'd be getting from them. Beautiful. Appreciate you both. One of the things I get, Ryan, is that <laughs> outside of your very first episode, people say that when you come on here, we always talk about such serious stuff. They don't want to see it. Can we end on a lighter note today? Can you guys tell me a joke or maybe a funny story? I'll tell you my seven-year-old son's current favorite joke. Knock. Who's there? Boo. <laughs> Boo who? Don't cry. The Bomberos are going to be there to help you when you need them. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is done. <laughs> I appreciate you guys.